listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Saul, still breathing murderous threats against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, that if he should find any men or women who belonged to the way, he might bring them back to Jerusalem in chains. On his journey, as he was nearing Damascus, a light from the sky suddenly flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He said, Who are you, sir? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, for they heard the voice but could see no one. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. For three days he was unable to see, and he neither ate nor drank. There was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, he answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight and ask at the house of, Ju- and ask at the house of Judas for a man named Tarsus, from Tarsus named Saul. He is there praying, and in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias. Come in and lay hands on him, that he may regain his sight. But Ananias replied, Lord, I have heard from many sources about this man, what evil things he has done to your holy ones in Jerusalem. And here he has the authority from the chief priests to imprison all who call upon your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for this man is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before Gentiles, kings, and children of Israel. And I will show him what he will do to suffer for my name. So Ananias went and entered the house. Laying his hands on him, he said, Saul, my brother, the Lord has sent me. Jesus, who appeared to you on the way by which you came, that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, things like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. He got up and was baptized, and when he had eaten, he recovered his strength. He stayed some days with the disciples in Damascus, and he began at once to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. The Word of the Lord. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. The Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. These things he said while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. 
I greet you with the greeting of St. Francis. May the Lord give you peace. Today is April 28th. We have a few optional saints today, St. Peter Chanel and St. Louis de Montfort. And today is also the anniversary of the founding of my community. So on this day, 1987, if you remember, Pope John Paul had made it a Marian year. Uh, my community was canonically established as a new community. So today is what we call Foundation Day, which is, um, yeah, so praise God. <laughs> we give thanks to the Lord. And of course, St. Louis de Montfort being one of those saints who's tremendously gifted for the love of Mother Mary. So um, we give thanks today for that. Um, so my friends, today in the first reading, we have the account of the conversion of St. Paul. How interesting, huh? How interesting. So Jesus appears to him and says to him, why are you persecuting me? And of course, Paul had not been persecuting Jesus in one sense. Jesus was already risen, but he was persecuting Jesus' followers, the church. So there's an identity between Jesus and his followers, the church, so that the persecution of the church, Jesus would say, why are you persecuting me? Like the church and um, th this word of Jesus, which became the, the spark, the moment of conversion for Saul, um, probably became like the greatest moment for what would later on be his great theology in his letters. Um, the presence of Jesus in the church. He has this three days of blindness, which is almost like the three days of Jesus in the tomb. There's something of the life of Jesus that's coming into him. You imagine the darkness of a tomb, you can't see anything. And then he's praying and fasting. And then it's interesting that St. Paul would receive his sight back through the ministry of a fellow church member, right? Ananias gets told by the Lord to go and to lay hands and pray over him. And it kind of reminds me of, again, that idea of the presence of Jesus in the church, the presence of Jesus working in and through the church. Um, so for example, we have no history of the practice of baptizing oneself. That's never been a thing. You can't baptize yourself. You have to be baptized by someone else. The sacrament of confirmation. No, we have no tradition anywhere of anybody confirming themselves. No, you receive the, the sacrament. And so it is with all the sacraments, in, um, including confession. You, you can't absolve yourself. <laughs> that comes through the ministry of the priest and so on. But especially out of all of that, we know the presence of Jesus in the Eucharist, which is really what's being highlighted in today's gospel, that famous passage of John 6. And so it's interesting that the Eucharist is the body of Christ, right? The words at the Last Supper, this is my body. And yet also in a similar manner, Paul would develop a theology of the church is the body of Christ. And here's what's beautiful, the church as the body of Christ, the Eucharist as the body of Christ. These are not two separate distinct things, they're integrated. Because you can't receive the Eucharist apart from being in the church, huh? And so it's we who receive Jesus in the body of Christ. Well, St. Augustine would say, you become what you eat. That we eat and receive Jesus as the body of Christ in the Eucharist and we are and become the body of Christ, the church. The, the, the use of the phrase body of Christ in both instances is um, related and integrated. Isn't that something, you know? 
So something that's so beautiful. At the moment, we're in the beginning of a bishop-led national Eucharistic revival. Our bishops feel called by the Holy Spirit to refocus the church in the United States on the gift, the presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. And um, so we've been encouraged to teach and preach and have events and do things at the shrine where I'm the chaplain and at many parishes, including this one, there's all this new effort, which is beautiful. And my friends, to acknowledge that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist, not a symbol, not a figure, not a metaphor, but truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity, that's just the beginning. <laughs> that's just the first step. But the reality and the gift of the presence of the Eucharist, what it means for the church, what it means for us, there's so many more layers and depths to this mystery. And um, so it, on this day, when we hear the words of Jesus, unless you eat my flesh, you have no life within you, we hear the conversion of St. Paul, you know, the body of Christ, the church, the body of Christ, the Eucharist, these two come together at every mass. And for this, we rejoice. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans